This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, we are back. We are six to eight games into the regular season, depending on which team you root for. And wow, a lot of trends happening. I thought, who better to dissect it with than the only person I talk to on this program, Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Bing bong. Nice. Are you are you still into the bing bong? Or are you like, okay, it's it's had its day and now it's on its way out? Bing bong might be here to stay for seasons. Dog. Oh, oh, yes. mm-hmm. and, and your love of the bing and the bong, has it wavered? Or are you still fully the binging and bonging? Oh, I am fully invested in the bing bong. There was Nick's tape a couple years ago. Iman Shumpert came out with hashtag Nick's tape, and that uh-huh. was to, a play on the word mixtape. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say it. He didn't, he didn't say, say it. it. It was a hashtag. So it couldn't. But when you saw that Sidewalk NYC video where New York City fans went ham after a double OT first game of the season win. That's right. Yeah. There was dudes, no time. dudes who were just saying crude, crass, terrible things. And then tucked in at the 30 second mark was just some guy who leaned into the microphone and said, bing bong. And he took it and ran. So uh, yes. Cool. Is that guy getting paid for all the Bing Bong action? Is he does he own that or what? Did he? He's start putting that? in work. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. He changed his Twitter handle to Bing Bong guy. That's good. That's good. And he that. is actively searching um, any mention of Bing Bong. Not not tagged. He doesn't have to be tagged in it. He's searching Bing he's Bong Knicks to see yeah. what's turning up, and he's replying to those tweets as well. So he's putting in the work to try and uh, get his notoriety. How many followers? How many followers we got for Bing Bong guy? Over first under I checked 50,000? First first time I checked under 2000, last time okay. I checked we were like hovering around 2500. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to invest in Bing Bong coin, I think now's the time. Yes, exactly right. But he he yeah. was sitting he was at the Knicks game against the uh Raptors yesterday. So he oh, might be gotta, getting some tickets. They got to give him they got to bring it back. Are you telling like this guy can do the national anthem and at the end yell Bing Bong or something like that. I don't Mike know Breen. There, Mike Breen on a Julius Randle bank 3 yelled Bing Bong. And I mean oh, that's not a bang. Bing, bang, bang. He said bing, bong. It had a completely different context than the bang. This wasn't like a game-winning huge shot. He just said bing, bong. And if I'm the guy who started bing, bong, I could go to sleep knowing that it's reached like its full conclusion when Breen Uh, said it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that the Knicks have Breen as a local announcer, right? Like he does national games and NBA finals and then also a Knicks-Hornets game on Tuesday in November. Yeah, they had Marv Albert as well. The Mets yeah. also have like the undisputed greatest booth, um, who like also does the Fox games and wait, the Mets do? Yeah. Gary, Keith, and Ron. Yeah, they're like three of the greatest. But um it's the media capital of the world. So we have to have the best broadcasters. We should. So if a Knicks game is happening on Sunday, but there's also a national game, Breen's leaving to do mm. the Nash. That's in his contract. That's a, that's above my pay grade, that's for yeah. sure. 
I wonder who's the substitute. Like, who do you remember? If you remember, like, oh, there's no Breen. It's Clyde and this other guy for today or something. Yeah, then you focus on Clyde because he's basically saying, like, shooting and hooping, razzing and dazzing, and that's that's enough for one game. I like Clyde because he doesn't seem to care if the Knicks win or lose or not. He's just like, mm. I'm happy, and this is fun, and this is fine or not. And, oh, that was a close game. But, like, he's not like a diehard, living and breathing mm-hmm. ultimate Knicks fan like the Bing Bong guy. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's 70 swag. Yeah. You know, he's laid back. He's cool. I'm good either way, which I believe yeah. was your Twitter bio at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. I, yeah, uh, I guess you could call me the Clyde Frazier of TikTok. Now it's just I'm serious, though. Yeah, which is also a winner. So kudos on that. Uh, okay, looking at we we sometimes we have like we have to dig deep and come up with let's rank every person's prime number jersey between one and ninety three or something like that. This, we haven't this done that around, one, but that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> Who's the best nineteen in NBA history? Uh, I can't See, Ed, here one. we go. Ed, we're yeah. sidetracked on that. <laughs> Uh, but you know, there's been so much basketball and we haven't talked about any of it since the over under draft. Like it was before the season and now it's now and we have all this sweet, sweet data, these sample size, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can play, are these teams real or not? Are mm-hmm. these trends or whatever the opposite of that is? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we could start with what's your biggest surprise record. Some teams are six games in, some teams are eight games in. If you were given this sheet of paper, mm-hmm. um, like two weeks ago, you're like, oh my God, I yeah. cannot believe this team is that record. Do you have one that stands out? So obviously I'm a Knicks fan and we've already covered that. So that goes to the side, even though they're five and two right now, could have been six and one after last night. The biggest one to seven me, and oh, their yeah. two, their two losses were against bad teams at home. And so it's even more surprising to say that I'm more surprised to see that the Washington Wizards are, I believe, a one-loss team right now. Yes, much like the Knicks, they went into last night as a one-loss team, and they lost at Atlanta. Mm. So the Knicks and the Wizards are both 5-2 and two right now. Sixers also 5-2. and two. Yep. I would say the Wizards are my first draft pick for, uh, are you real right now, or yeah. is this just like a hot start? <laughs> and my second would be the Cleveland Cavaliers being 4-3. and three. Your Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, I took the over. They were uh, 26. They were 26 and a half is what they got. And they're 22 and a half games away from already meeting their goal. <laughs> they, they're they four and four. They I think they lost last night. Uh, I or they, they won, won last night. Yeah, they were, I think they're four yeah, and they, three. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were three and four. Now they're four and four. Okay. Um, the Cavs are good. And Evan Mobley is like one of the greatest rookies ever, according to some podcast that i listen to yeah their box scores are full for their starting five like it seems like their starting five all put up like 15 points but mobley is like uh there's a couple rookies right now that look like they're going to be the team's star year two if not year one like scotty barnes in toronto too it's like whoops what is going on there (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how during the draft teams were like we just don't know. It could all go like either way, like Jalen Suggs or Scotty right. Barnes. Like we just don't have enough data. We have four years of college, but like, or sorry, like one year of college, maybe two. Right. And then it's like eight games in, you're like, okay, Scotty Barnes is great. And Jalen Suggs is a bust. You're like, That's right. wow, that was quick. You just seven games of NBA sample size and you know exactly if you drafted correctly or not. The thing that Scotty Barnes did in game that I was like, oh, I've only seen Giannis do that was <laughs> he got a rebound on the defensive end three dribbles and he dunked on the opposite end he went full court three dribbles and dunked and it's like you don't do that sir like that defies a a whole lot of stuff 30 feet per dribble i think back of the envelope calculations 94 feet divided by three dribbles that's yeah 
That's a lot of distance. Yeah. But Mobley's even longer than him. He's got like the go-go gadget. They're huge. Cleveland is big. They have big guys. They start big guys. And they have talent across the board is the truth. Have you seen Cleveland games? Any yeah, games? I watched I watched a lot of last night. After I saw that like their starting five all had 12 points going into the third quarter, I was like, this is too balanced an attack. This can't sustain. It's sustained. I yeah. mean, and Garland, Sexton, everyone. Yeah. The Hornets. Yeah. Your team. Uh, yes, my my over under team. The, the Hornets also playing well 5 and 3. I think their over under was under 500, just like the the Cavs were 26 wins. I think the Hornets were 38. If I may, just because we're talking about the over-under draft real quick, last year I believe that there was some intrepid Buckets listener who put together some sort of algorithm that was constantly spitting out the expected wins totals as they shifted throughout the season so that we kind of had a sense. If you are still out there and you still listen to Buckets, can you do it again, please? Yeah, because now Billy and I actually have good teams, so we're interested. Before, we were, I think, last and second to last. So it's like, I don't care if my fucking Boston Celtics will win 48 or 50 right. games. I have them under 33. Right. But now it's like, oh, our picks are pretty good. We could come down to just me versus you here. Right. And of course, we're only seven games in. This comes yes. with that caveat. Yeah. But right now, we're feeling <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Four and four can become five and 21 very quickly if anything right. happens to any of these teams. That's right. Um, uh, did anyone surprise you? I gave you yeah. my couple picks. How about the Bulls at six and one? The first, the first team in the NBA to reach six wins is your Chicago Bulls. I cannot believe it. Fascinating trend seems to be that the teams with the biggest stars right now don't have the most wins, and the teams with the deepest rosters do. Yeah, i.e., Knicks uh, to a certain extent, Wizards, Bulls definitely. Um, it just Miami. seems like yeah, Miami exactly, Golden State. Meanwhile, like. The Bucks are three and four. Mm-hmm. The Nets are four and three. The mm-hmm. Lakers are four and three. Everyone's mm-hmm. like title favorite is like meandering either because they haven't put it together yet or they just don't care or injuries or some combination of all three. Mm-hmm. But the Golden State Warriors are five and one. Like mm-hmm. the teams that are just proving themselves super, super early. I wonder if it'll stay like that. That's interesting. The Golden State Warriors, because it's like you've, their last seven years proved that they have like a great organization that wins championships. But does this feel a little bit like empty calories, this five and one, or do you feel like they're about to go 60 and 22? Well, this is when they were supposed to be struggling. They had a pretty hard Mm -hmm. schedule and Clay's not back yet. So everyone's like, if they're not good when Clay comes back, maybe they shelf him for another year and like Mm -hmm. sort of take it super slow with him. Now they're five and one. What if they're like 10 and two when Clay comes back? And like, Mm -hmm. if you've seen their team, if you add Clay Thompson to it, holy shit. Because right now it's like Jordan Poole and Damian Lee doing yeah. some serious heavy lifting. But they <laughs> right. still have Kaminga coming back and Wiseman yeah. coming back and Clay Thompson coming back. Good thing, bad thing, <laughs> that's up to coaching. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, cycling in Kaminga and Wiseman suddenly is going to be like, well, we were five and one. Like, yeah. do we Now do we're we developing teenagers just right. to like, and hope that they're learning on the fly while we win? Or do we right. sacrifice some wins to give them reps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're an interesting team to me for sure. Another t- a great team that seems to be like not interested in winning right now is the Phoenix Suns, two and three. See that, and that goes against what I was just saying about a full roster seemingly being like they seemed like the model last year for having like nine guys who could play twenty minutes if you had to. Yeah, and, and they beat the Lakers pretty early on and looked great. Yeah, they're just waves of talent coming in, and that's what's winning in the regular season right now. But they're not, and Chris yeah. Paul's numbers are down. If I'm correct in saying so. Yeah, but but he's playing. It's not like he's injured or anything. Devin Booker is playing, so I'm not really sure. Aiton is, is it, playing. Could it be fatigue? Could it just be like that hangover like the Lakers had after they won in the bubble, where it was just like, we played 25 more games than you. Then yeah. our stars went to the Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics. Yeah, I'm right. sure that doesn't help. Although, when the Lakers did it, the, the 
off season was like nine weeks long. This was like a more normal off season. I think it was mm-hmm. like July to October. Mm-hmm. But there is something to a deep playoff run and then starting again in October, just like mentally starting again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just physically, too. I mean, even if you could take that month, two months off, you still are gassed. You're more gassed. Yeah, for sure. You know who didn't have a deep playoff run? The Chicago Bulls. They look rested and healthy and excited. Correct Uh, me if I'm wrong. Did Zach Levine get sent home from the Olympics? (laughs) Yeah. Was he there? I think he went there and then maybe had some sort of delay some sort of hiccup or something like that and couldn't but, uh, go and just that extra play. day of rest yeah booker didn't get that <laughs> night's sleep and it shows it, it shows, really shows that extra night uh another great uh, surprise for me in the negative direction uh boston celtics hmm. floundering they're hmm. two and five i hmm. picked them sort of as a laker homer pick um under like 46 and a half hoping that they would get a little bit under mm-hmm. that but they're not only two and five but have you seen like all the uh the scuttlebutt around them recently? Oh, no. Are they beefing? Oh, they're beefing. Mm. Um, As a Knicks J- fan and a Lakers fan, you hate to see it. <laughs> Slash love Trouble to see in it. Boston. Oh, no. Uh, Marcus Smart had some choice things to say. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't even like a vague thing. It was uh, full quotes calling out their team's best players style thing. Wait, he put names on it? So this is the quote. I'll quote my man, Marcus Smart. Every team knows we're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's <laughs> scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball. Oh, damn. Everything oh. up until that sentence was fine. Oh. Everything oh. was correct. Oh, they don't want to. That's it's hard when your third best player is calling out one and two. That's like Yikes. The, this is an AD shoving Dwight Howard. This is Yikes. like LeBron pushing Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis or something like that. And talking about it. It's yes, like shoving it's is actually better. Beef. Yeah, shoving is like, better than yeah. talking to the media about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Shoving is like, we we just, you know, we got heated in the course of the game and now we're mm. cool. We're still brothers. Media is like, I'm happy to you to your face and I'm talking about you behind your back. Yeah, that's just, it's cornier, to be honest. That is a little cornier. Um, uh, Marcus Smart doesn't seem like the type. It seems like he will say it to your face. So maybe he did both is the truth. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's something we've been asking them to do and they're learning. We just got to keep helping those guys do that to help our team yikes dude okay nah (laughs) nah this is just i mean they're too good to get that kind of note from marcus smart because they've also been balling this is what i was going to say that's the most concerning thing about boston those two dudes are balling they look when they're on they're on like they collapsed against chicago yesterday but they collapsed yeah yeah but when they're on they look like two all-stars no doubt well i think it's not enough at all wasn't tatum or brown an all-star last year maybe i think they both were uh, and I think this year Brown is kind of taking over and Tatum's mm-hmm. kind of drifting down. But like two years ago, Jason Tatum was like 22 and looked like an MVP mm-hmm. candidate. Like he was mm-hmm. taking it to Paul George and Kawhi. You know, it's concerning coaching. No one's New talking coach. about the coaching. That's, coach. that's what you don't know. It's always the great variable, you know, yeah. that's and for it's like, cause yeah. Ima Udoka seems like, you know, like a savvy, like cool players coach, like not a guy that you, it's not like a, a Jim Boylan type that you can like, where did this guy come from? Like fucking college. He doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about the mm-hmm. pros. Like Ima Udoka, like people really like that guy. So yeah. nobody really wants to point fingers at him yet, but this is a huge challenge. Marcus Smart calling out Tatum and Brown. 
because coaching happens on the court, but it happens in the locker room too. It's about creating a culture like to bring it back to the Knicks for a second. We haven't had a good solid coach in 25 years. So this is thrilling that Tibbs has created a system where when we lose games, it's assumed that all of the players are leaving the court and going to the practice facility and getting up jumpers until three in the morning. And it's like, because that's the culture of the thing. And Boston right now feels like it's like, I have no idea what their culture is at all. Ultraless, yeah. Yeah. Because besides Brown and Tatum, who do they really have? They got a bunch of young players who are not playing very well. Well, they have uh, Al Horford, who is really a winner. So it's kind of surprising that he hasn't been a piece that kind of moves things. They have Schroeder. Or yeah. Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder, yeah. Schroeder. He's not, he's not behind well three. Yeah. yeah. So the question becomes, and this is going to affect our over-under draft and every team, um, what is the line, like how many losses below 500 do you have to be before you start becoming a seller and no longer wanting to win <laughs> for the season? I was trying yeah. to put that line together. And to me, it was once you hit 20 games under 500, it's over. Like really? you're, you're you're changing. I don't believe I that you're chasing playoffs if you are at any point in the season 20 games under. Oh, 20 games under five. I thought you meant 20 games into the season no, if 20, you're under 500. So yeah, if you yeah, find yeah. yourself at 12 and 32, you're yeah. no longer trying to win games. Now you're thinking <laughs> about the draft, correct? So yeah. what is the Celtics? What, what is their breaking point where it's like, this isn't working, blow it up? Well, it's hard because two things. One, there's a play-in tournament, so you just need to be within striking distance of the mm. 10 seed now instead of good the point. 8. Good point. And then also, like, their team is good, so it's like it's not like the Pistons being, uh, you know, 10 and 28. It's like the Celtics who think they can turn it on. And also, like, they're not going to bench Tatum and Brown. Like, the Pistons might just, like, start playing their rookies. Boston doesn't really have any. Like, what are they going to sit? Horford and Brown and Tatum and start playing Aaron Neesmith? But in this theoretical, in this theoretical, we in this theoretical, we have said they are 15 and 35. Things have gone (laughs) objectively (laughs) wrong. That'd be great for my over under. Yeah, that would be a nightmare for mine. But still, (laughs) Celtics over (laughs) nightmare for forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yeah, I think 20 games under, you become a seller. And then that's just, I think that blows up our over-under bets for any yeah. team. 20 games at, under. At a certain point, you want to hit the skids. But then also, like, the teams above them are, like, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I don't see them sustaining a 500 record. It would be great. It would be fun. It would be a good story if the Cavs are 41 and 41 at the end of the year. Yeah, the Cavs feel like who the Kings have been forever. Where it's like, who are we? Like, do we want to keep winning and getting the six seed? Or do we want like one more year of a good draft pick? And that's got to be like choose your own adventure for the Cavs this season, yeah. it seems. 
Well, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in, I think, 16 or 17 years, which is kind of hard to do. Um, but that seemed like what Vladi wanted. Like, in all of his interviews, he's like, no, this isn't the year. For like 15 years, he was like, put down the cigarettes and like come up with a new plan, VD. Like, yeah, he did. He hired Luca's coach and then drafted Marvin Bagley III. Yikes. That yeah. is just so... Yikes. Not quite unfortunate. Speaking um, of the Kings, have you watched any Davion Mitchell? He's awesome. That defense dog, that's (laughs) like, that gets you 36 minutes a game. You don't need to score a point, and he does. But that defense is just like, guard their best player. I always wonder, like, what makes somebody a great defender? Like, Russell Westbrook uh, is so physically intimidating offensively, and you would think is strong and fast because he is when he has the ball, Mm -hmm. but he's a bad defender. Like, what makes Russell Westbrook unable to guard people as well as Davion Mitchell? It my cannot answer? just be an effort thing, but maybe it is. Uh, my answer is two things. It's intelligence and length. I think Intel- if you... Intelligence but is Mitchell meaning, that long? long? It seems like a, just a bulldog, like a Pat Beverly type. I think that if you're smart enough, you can watch a player's hips, you can watch their eyes, you can learn their tendencies, and you can guess correctly more times than not. And if yeah. you have any sort of extra length, just some sort of wingspan, you can just attack it. Like Russell Westbrook doesn't have the... 610 wingspan or the to me doesn't seem like he has instinct but not intelligence and (laughs) Davion Mitchell it just feels like he has studied how to stop ball and it's just it's just really fun to watch yeah it is fun to watch when somebody's really good at defense like Avery Bradley is really smart like he's he's slipped uh, Mm -hmm. athletically but like Mm -hmm. he's always like just like fighting through screens like some people just die on screens Avery Bradley like finds a way to go through screens Mm -hmm. it's like I guess it's you know it's a skill just like dribbling a basketball like figuring out how to like go through a screen over under I don't even know what intelligence it's all these little things I will say that I don't think Avery Bradley had the strength that Davion Mitchell did to rip the ball from Donovan Mitchell on that one drive to the hole did you see that one play? that was some real spider-man meme bullshit like Mm -hmm. D Mitchell versus D Mitchell Mm -hmm. and D Mitchell stole the ball from D Mitchell Mm -hmm. and D Mitchell was shocked (laughs) that D Mitchell was already going down court with the ball D Mitchell's face was a meme yeah I, I mean, when we play uh, basketball on Saturday mornings, it's a, you know, much, maybe 1% of the effort of the NBA. But like when someone good is guarding you, it's just, it gets frustrating. You want yeah. to be like, you can take it easy a little bit. Yeah, this I can is, only imagine annoying. what it's like when Davion Mitchell is guarding. You're just like, you don't have to guard me 80 feet from the fucking basket, Davion Mitchell. Let me like go around this screen without you fighting over it. Like, yep. it's so frustrating. I saw someone, I don't remember who the player was, but they were face guarding LeBron when he had the ball. Face guarding means that you put up the, your whole palm of your hand <laughs> and just straight up put it right in front of their face so they can't see. It's like legal, but such a bitch move. Yeah. And and I was watching it and I was like, if I'm LeBron, I'm literally just throwing the ball in the crowd and just putting my fist in your ear. Like, stop doing that. That is so annoying. Well, it's like a fly, a pesky fly. It's yeah. the Pat Beverly. Like, yeah. not only stopping you, but clapping afterwards, mm-hmm. screaming at the crowd, maybe screaming at you, talking shit. I thought the NBA has done a really great job. It seems consensus that, like, killing those foul calls of thrusting your body into other players, just, like, bringing back just the spirit and just kind of, like rhythm of the game they did a good job of retaining some of that again i think maybe face guarding is the next thing to go because it just seems like yes it's legal but that is such annoying (laughs) (laughs) well you know what they're the next thing to go is this uh what they're calling the euro foul which is like Mm. i just turned the ball over let me grab the guy who stole the ball so that it stops a fast break i guess van gundy is huge on this yeah exactly so in europe they uh they call that a two shot plus the ball 
kind of foul. Mm-hmm. Seems like an easy fix. You just if you're stopping a fast break on purpose by grabbing or tackling or whatever yeah. uh, Draymond did to John Morant, like literally holding a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's two shots in the ball. That seems yeah. like a great. In the Knicks add. Bulls game, uh, R.J. Barrett stole the ball from Demar Derozan, and Demar Derozan was on the ground, and uh, oh, R.J. had shoe. a yeah. He just <laughs> held two hands. He just held his ankle back, and I was like, "That's literally the definition of flagrant." I mean, like <laughs> yes. that was like you're not going for the ball. No, you're holding his leg back, saying like, "Don't go, don't go." Like, and it was it, to me, I was like, "This is not getting enough attention." Like, Can that is even- not in the rules of the game. You can do that in football, right? You can grab someone's foot, like almost like a sack. Yeah, right? totally. Fine. Just, but you just can't a, trip. It's just a different sport. It's yeah. just a completely different sport with a completely different set of rules. <laughs> yeah. But now, the do you think the foul rules have gone too far? Like, are they swallowing their whistles to the point where it's like, all right, that was actually a foul against James Harden. Or they're like, no, he's not getting anything. Whether it's the pump fake drive into or the yes. his hands are on my hips and I'm going to pretend to he I was the latter. Most <laughs> the latter. I think that the refs hated calling yeah. that those past two years. And every time they blew it, they were like, I don't believe that should have been a foul in their yeah. spirit. So right now they're probably rejoicing and yes. just shrugging. And, that, and I yeah, also now, like that. I like Harden when they overcall them too. Fouled. Say again. Yeah. Sorry. Now, when Harden gets actually fouled, uh, they're not calling that either, and yeah. it's not a new rule thing. That's just like they're like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to give him that. I'm going to award the defense for playing hard, even if he did maybe foul you. And Brooklyn didn't need another unexpected twist. Like they had three of the greatest offensive basketball players in the world. One went away. Now he thinks he's Morpheus on Instagram. <laughs> And one has lost his superpower of getting 15 free throws a game. He's averaging like under five. And so suddenly, like the Nets aren't scoring a lot and Blake Griffin isn't playing. And it's just getting more and more like, hmm, Nets, what's happening here? Like, yeah, they're they're four and three now, too. Like they're going to win games just because Kevin Durant is on that team. But Mm -hmm. they're not destroying teams. They don't look great. Nope. Nope. Do you Um, think what is does Vegas have an over under of games expected played by Kyrie Irving this season? No, and is I, don't it, think, I don't think okay. so. What would I mean, be what your, would you if you were to set a line, Amir? I think I can see something like Woj tweeting at the All-Star break, uh, Kyrie has gotten vaccinated and he's ready to rejoin the team. Like, okay. that wouldn't surprise me. Do you think that, who who caves first? Does New York City change their indoor laws? No. Or does Kyrie get the shot? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, who caves first, Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons? Uh, oh. Two of quite different situations but two point guards of title contending teams Mm -hmm. holding out for different reasons Mm -hmm. ben simmons citing mental health and Mm -hmm. readiness to play and Mm -hmm. uh carrie irving citing the opposite of mental health he's Mm -hmm. saying that he's so mentally healthy that he's not able to even come up too mentally healthy factor yes too mentally healthy right now to get the vaccine he wants to give voice to the voiceless yeah yeah i don't know i don't know who comes back first would you would you bet on Simmons or Kyrie to play their first game this year? First, thinking about it, thinking about it. I think that I could see Simmons coming back first, right? But but I think that he would be playing for the Boston Celtics in a trade with Marcus Smart. Oh, so Philly's like, you know what? Smart's not happy there, but he's a workhorse. He can shoot threes. He can defend. Mm-hmm. Right now we're five and two, and Ben Simmons hasn't even like he's actively hurting our team. So just. Getting rid of him would be a plus. And then getting a player like Marcus Smart, maybe a shooter, throw a knee Smith or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah, know how the salaries sure. work. Yeah, Smart, a couple picks maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe just like, yeah, a knee Smith or sorts. But I could see that working between those two teams. Because you have two guys who don't pass, uh, according to Marcus Smart. 
but score. Yep. <laughs> and that's perfect for Ben Simmons because yep. all he does is pass <laughs> and all he do, does is not score. That could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, Boston, that's a pretty solid big three. Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. For sure. Until one of them, you know, invariably doesn't want to be in Boston anymore. Right. Or Jason Tatum. Or, and I mean, Boston's fans are notoriously kind, so I'm sure that they'll be really soft on uh, Ben Simmons and that they won't affect his mental health at all. <laughs> yes. It's, and Philly fans as well. They're going to yeah. welcome Marcus Smart with open. I mean, Smart in Philly does make a lot of sense, culture wise, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, another team that's kicking ass, the Miami Heat. Yeah. Haven't watched one minute of them. Not surprised that they are as good as they are. Dominating. And it's all all like the Jimmy Butler effect. He's just the man. He -hmm. knows he's the man. Mm -hmm. And he continues to be the man. Mm -hmm. He gives a good, like, offended that somebody's trying to guard. Like, don't guard me with this guy. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bully ball, score, steal the ball, score again, and just sort of, like, roll my eyes at the idea that this guy's trying to guard me. And don't sleep on the fact that he may have a teammate who's even more a Jimmy Butler than Jimmy Butler in Kyle Lowry. That's, yeah, that's right. He's I mean, the, those the are Jimmy two Butler workhorse a, a, <laughs> winners. <laughs> guys that, like, get charges, guys that back people down and score easily. Mm-hmm. And then another year of Bam, just getting bigger and better, and just, you know, he was an Olympian, too. Miami uh, is not just winning, too. They're, like... Dominant. They're like beating like the Bucks. They're beating the Grizzlies by like 20, 30 points. I think they have the highest net rating in the game today. They're they're in like this interesting position where where no one is hugely surprised that the Heat are as good as they are. But we're also like uh, they're like right in this in between of like no one's really talking about how good they are. They're not leading Sports Center. It's still no. like the Knicks. It's still the Bulls because it's just the shock factor. Yeah. But like we could wake up one day and they could be like eighteen and four. Right. You know? Oh, that's in play for sure. They're five on one right now. Yeah. They're over under belongs to me. I had them over 48 and a half, which seemed high. It was my last pick, but 50 is a seemingly in play now that they're five and one and completely destroying teams if they stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, the Nets and the, it's like, it, it was such a no brainer that it was Milwaukee and the Nets going into this. Are the yeah. Nets still one of the top two favorites to win the East after the first seven games that you've seen? I would think so. I would think everyone's like, yeah, they're just, you know, it's October, November. They don't need to be winning these games. They're cruising. Kyrie will come back eventually. James Harden will realize how to get fouls in this new NBA Mm -hmm. or not. And they'll still, I mean, who would you, who would you choose to beat them in a best of seven? Maybe Miami? Yes. Yes. Miami or Milwaukee, potentially. I mean, just deep defensive teams. Yeah. But the Bucks don't look that great either. Miami, by the way, has PJ Tucker. P.J. Tucker is the KD Whisperer. <laughs> That's right. He so. just hops around. He's the guy, kind of guy that pesters KD. Yeah, he's just the enforcer. He's he's like Zdeno Chara, if, you, <laughs> if anyone knows who that is in the NHL, where it's like, go in there and just plow that dude, please. Yeah. Um, all right, some other interesting news and notes. Um, have you watched any Rockets games? They're, uh, they're the G League Ignite of the NBA. They mm-hmm. just have the youngest, craziest players Going ISO ball one-on-one and one mixtape style. Mm-hmm. And they make for great highlights, but like, mm-hmm. holy shit, their team is all over the place. They've won one game, correct? Yep. That's yep. A, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Jalen Green, like, just go ham. Do, yeah. do whatever you want. Kevin Porter Jr., fucking have at it. Just like enjoy life. And then Eric Gordon's there st- still too for some Damn, reason. Damn, good God, yeah. is he in Rockets jail? What the <laughs> hell? How has everyone left but Eric Gordon? Does he love yeah. it there? 
Yeah, no there's always tax? one guy. There's always one guy that stays behind. It's the Kevin Love of like mm. everyone left Cleveland. He's like, yeah, I guess I'm still here. I mean, I'm getting a lot of money, so that's nice. But Kevin Love played the first seven games of the season. Was averaging like nine and seven. <laughs> seemed like a really healthy, like helpful, con- like contributor to the team. Yeah. Health and safety protocol <laughs> yesterday. That means COVID, right? He got I, COVID. It seems COVID adjacent at yeah. at best. <laughs> Um, I have the Hornets excited you as much as uh, people predicted. Everyone said that they were the league pass team. They are the league pass team. They are the Hawks of like last year or the year prior where it's like, hey, this is fast and fun. Miles Bridges, dude. Insane. Number one player in fantasy, I read. Holy shit. Like he's like 31-7-7-2-1 a game. And like he strokes threes. He throws down tremendous jams on your ass. He he was just a jammer. He was like the Blake Griffin of like the last two years. And then he's like, oh, he started adding a three ball to it. Oh, now you can dribble. Oh, he looks like a he looks like like a a a JV LeBron. Like he's like built like where it's like, holy shit, this is cool to watch. And yeah, then she- LaMelo is trending like Steph from behind three. Like, he can shoot. That's yes. like, he was that, like, fancy. <laughs> he was like white chocolate for his first season, where it's like, I've never seen a pass like that, never seen a pass like that, never. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, crap, he could shoot from three like Steph. It's It's crazy. off the dribble, too. It's not catch and shoot. Like, he's crossing people's yes. up, step back threes. Yep. He's also, like, just dribbling up and just pulling up, like, right inside the logo. And yeah. it bears repeating, <laughs> he could be on the Golden State Warriors right now. <laughs> yeah. They it's thought, so thanks, mental. No thanks. Yeah, they how would, insanely good would he be on Golden State? Holy shit! They would just be covered for the next fifteen years. They would have <laughs> the post Steph Clay Dre thing ready. <laughs> Wild! Oh god, that's like worse to me. That's worse than Luca. That's worse than any sort of Atlanta and all that. Yeah, Bagley over Luca is pretty bad still. But yeah, maybe why? I mean, if Wiseman literally never gets healthy, that's going to be pretty bad as well. Yeah, or he could surprise us, but goddamn, LaMelo and Steph together would have just been a gift. Would have, yes, it would have broken the internet, as they say. Yeah, but Charlotte looks good. Have you been watching them now that they're your over pick? Yes, I have been, and it's been very entertaining. I'm glad I chose them. I have no regrets. They have Plumley or Zeller? Ooh, I believe Zeller's on Portland with okay, a face so Plumley. Plumley. And they got Plumley. Yes, they do have a Plumley to be named later, yes. That Plum plays well with LaMelo. You need you need a big big old plum right yeah. in the middle a big old thumb plum. Plum seems like when he retires he's going to dominate a recreational volleyball <laughs> league. That man looks like designed for volleyball. <laughs> Seven one with hops, just Should- fucking yamming throwing the ball away yeah putting it, it away i i would bet real money that he is a volleyball player in his spare time. Chandler Person style. Yep. Uh, who have we not talked about yet? Uh, How about Clippers the Portland are, Trailblazers, Amir? Your favorite team? Uh, my favorite team to root against. I'm glad that they're struggling, but it's really it, you can pinpoint it exactly to just Damian Lillard's three point struggles. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to question what what's going on over there. But Dame can you pinpoint why he's struggling? Well. Can you no. pinpoint why the shots know again? Is it just a bad start? I guess. I mean, it's just a weird sample size, but he was like, oh, of nine, two of 14, yeah. two of 10, like huge, like games that you don't really see him have. He's had four or five in a row now. Right. So that's got to make you happy. And then something else has to make you happy. The start of the season for your Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, that was joyful to see. They are struggling without Kawhi and they are barely beating shitty, shitty teams. Um, Dude, they might be losing to bad teams. They, this might be that Tim Duncan type season where it's like, oh crap! Next season they get Kawhi and the number one pick back. So be that careful. That would be smart. They look that bad. Be smart. Bad. They look bad. Bad. 
which doesn't make sense because this is the same team that beat Utah in the playoffs last year. I'm telling you, it's a new season. They're going in knowing no Kawhi. That's a completely different psychological start to the season. And Paul George is playing great too. He is, but when do they shut him down on here? Once they <laughs> yeah. go under 20 games, oh my when God, they wake yeah. up and they're 11 and 31, they're going to be or like, Paul, rest. Get that I mean, surgery. There's also, <laughs> or there's a chance he like twists his ankle and they miss two weeks, three weeks, and like this team without Paul George or Kawhi. Yeah. So just no be buena. careful. If the Clippers get the number one pick next year, we all might be very bitter. Another team we should talk about if we're talking about the number one pick yeah. is my New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they're not looking too hot, actually. No. Yeah, no. you know what? <laughs> and the press clippings don't seem too clear or concise either. Yeah, and then you look at Zion sort of uh, getting ready for the season, and he resembles a defensive end. He's mm. a, an enormous an enormous man nowadays, which a brick I don't wall. know if that's helpful. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean, the news is so confusing. So he was like a, like a iffy to start the season, didn't start yep. the season. Then they said, we'll report back in two weeks. He should be close to ready then. Two yeah. weeks have just arrived, and they said, we'll report back in two to three more weeks um, with a new report. So they're one in six, I believe, right now. Yep, that's We're correct. not going to get any LeBron for, it seems like, at min, and he's four Zion, weeks. Yeah. Yeah, oh, excuse yeah. me, right, Zion. So I, know, that's, I understand why you switched those two, because they're both dominant NBA yes. players. But yeah. I mean, he averaged 27 points on 60% shooting last season. Like, he's so insane. Unstoppable. Good. Yes. Unstoppable. So, but he's going to miss another 15 games, let's call it. And there's a real reality where they could be three and 19, you know, and then it's like, now what? Now what? (laughs) Now they have to trade Zion, right? Like his stock will only go down from here. He's definitely not going to stay. He'll sign that super max and then maybe not play um, another meaningful game for them. There's no theory. There's no good. There's no good options. You should just, honestly, the most exciting option that they will never do, you can't trade Zion Williamson. But if they do, they should trade him to the Knicks because the Knicks have this fucking treasure trove of useful players Mm -hmm. that if they staple together, cobble together, and turn it to Zion Williamson, suddenly they're one of the best teams in the NBA. I will say, if we're talking about Duke basketball players, R.J. Barrett is making a quiet leap in a bunch of categories. Obviously, he's had two near, he had 35 and 29 back to back. He's scoring in bunches. Wow. But he's a lockdown defender, dude. Interesting. He, has, he is a true lockdown defender. Like, he was on DeRozan when DeRozan that was a hit down ball up to try and beat the Knicks. Yeah. He is an on ball. Like, I think that literally, it's like him and. I don't know about Davion Mitchell, but he's like a top clamp guy from like some sort of metric standpoint of on-ball defenders. It's exciting it's to helpful. watch. It's very helpful to have that guy that you mm-hmm. want to just throw on the other team's best player. And he's 21. Is he still only 21? He's super duper duper <laughs> young. Wow. I mean, imagine like, who would you willingly give up for Zion Williamson right now? Knowing full well that he's, you know, uh, pushing 300 pounds and has a fracture in his foot. Like... Would you ship them, let's say, Obi Toppin, um, Derek Rose, and a draft pick for Zion Williamson? Would you do that? Yes. <laughs> okay, Obi Toppin. I love Kevin those two Knox, men. I love those Derek two men. Rose, yeah. And Alec Burke. Kevin Knox, Alec Burke, and who? Derek uh, Rose. Obi and Derek. Four yes. players. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we are approaching the Carmelo trade where it's like, all right, you give us your nine players yeah. <laughs> and we'll give you the guy who doesn't right. like it here. Well, you're keeping your core. You want to keep Barrett. You want right. to keep quickly. You right. want to keep Julius. Right. Actually, Barrett, Julius, and Zion would be a very funny 
top three. They're all these th- lefty bully ball kind yep. of same players. The crazy thing about the Knicks start to the season has me questioning, is Zion a fit on yeah. this team right now? Which is <laughs> yeah. bananas, but it's like we are a team. We don't have a star. We are a good team. Yeah, and some he nights is it's a Randall, star. And yeah. some nights it's Kemba and some nights it's um, Barrett. So we're we're going in the right direction, and we've only think, thought about draft picks forever. But now it's like, shit, do we need Zion? The answer is yes, we need Zion. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're starting to get to the point of a Knicks fan where you're like disappointed when they lose. You're not expecting. Like last night, they looked great against Toronto. I didn't watch that game. But what happened there? What happened in the second half? How did they stop playing so well? Shots didn't go in, and Toronto just, like, they just found a second gear. Like, we were playing a good competitive game. We were up, like, 15 at one point, And then yeah. they literally just turned it on. OG Ananobi just had, like, an all-world game. And they were just... They were they just tried harder than us last night. And our shots weren't falling. We also shoot the most three-pointers in the league, which is, like, is great when they go in. But yeah. they're low-percentage shots, ultimately. <laughs> right. One, the game where you go 10 of 40 instead of 17 of 35. Yeah. But it's mental lose. to acknowledge the Knicks are, they have the most attempts and the most makes from three this season. Yeah. Where did that come from? I thought Tibbs was like an old school coach that didn't necessarily believe in that kind of stuff. From what I've heard, he is just coaching on the talent that he has. Like this wasn't like a, we're going to, you know, this is our style. He's just constantly seeing the roster and like adapting. This That's is cool. what, this is what other podcasts have told me at least. Um, all right. Why don't we end with the team we haven't spoken about yet? Uh, it's a little small market team, so I understand why we haven't addressed them yet, but we haven't actually said anything about the, I think it's called the LA Lakers. I don't know if you've seen anything about the Los Angeles. Oh, they're like the kid brother to the Clippers, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, every game for them is kind of must watch TV, especially for me as a fan, but of the team, but like just fans of basketball to see this fit and to see how wildly variant, like the team can look depending on how the, how they're playing that night. So this is what's interesting to me. For the past five years, I would say, or so, three years, Lakers have been must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. They've been exciting to watch. There's been young guys that I've been like, I'm curious to see how Caruso plays and these other guys develop. And right. LeBron was flying around. eighty. This is the first year where I've watched Laker games, and I'm like, I'm not entertained. Yeah. <laughs> you know the phrase, are you entertained? There have been yeah. times where I'm like, this is tough. Yeah. Like, well, which it depends on which games you watch. Like, I guess they looked like some weird preseason all star team in like the first few games of the season, like not really understanding what to do, how to play together, what True. Russ is doing with LeBron on the court. True. In the last like two or three games, they're starting to like, wait a minute, maybe Rondo and Westbrook shouldn't play together. That okay. Makes sense. <laughs> Clear. Maybe we should pl- start playing this Austin Reeves guy who's like an undrafted rookie with LeBron and AD, totally mm-hmm. like an Alex Caruso style player, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. Uh, Avery Bradley from the fucking Warriors has plopped into now the starting lineup. So I love how Vogel is fucking mixing and matching, playing like really just like, and fortunately, thank you to the scheduling gods for giving us Houston yes. OKC fucking. Uh, and then Houston again. And then Houston, again, Houston and again tonight. Again and Cleveland. Right. right. Teams that we can potentially beat while we figure out how to play with each other. Mm-hmm. Like if the first two games, it was Phoenix and Golden State. If we kept playing hard games, like. We, we would start turning on each other even more. And as we're learning, like starts putting more pressure on the coach and all this stuff. So I'm thankful yeah. for the scheduling gods to give us some easier opponents, even though we still lost to the Thunder, yeah. uh, so that we can learn and win at the same time. So it's not complete crisis mode. That wrinkle of having so much, like superstars, yes, but also talent on your roster, that's ultimately Vogel's problem. 
It's like, it's a cool problem to have, but that's also a problem to a certain extent, like figuring out how to use it. Like, well, the problem is Russ. We know how to use LeBron and AD. They're Mm. great. They're perfect together. Like Mm -hmm. by year three, it's like do a LeBron AD pick and roll and Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, something good will happen. Has he found, have you, have you seen Russ finding his way? Is he finding how he can be the best player on this team? I mean, we're only seven games of 80 in, so it's still the beginnings of things. But, like, you start seeing, like, when LeBron rests, Russell Westbrook goes for 30-point yeah. triple doubles, and you're like, that's great to have. That's, that's great good. to have. We didn't have that last year, right. uh, beating the Spurs on the road. But uh, I'm talking about when everyone's in, their playoff roster is playing. Because yes. we all saw the first couple of games, and Russ was that guy who was, like, dribbling into his own teammate and, like, handing them the ball. Not yes. literally just not yes. knowing, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? We're now Breaking at game eight. Balling. Yeah. Has he gotten past that? Does he now know the spacing that he needs? I hear that he's now like setting picks, something he's never done in his career before. Yeah, he's never set picks and he's starting to do that. He's trying to not give a wide open three, even though they're giving it to him. He's like trying to like only shoot the corner threes, which is somewhat passable. As a guy who doesn't hit threes, I know. (laughs) Like when I'm defended, my defender stays six feet off ball when I'm behind the arc. And it's like, well, shit, I have the shot. I should take it. But like my brain and body knows like you shouldn't take it. That's Westbrook's right. the same way, except yeah. he takes it always. He has to, yeah, because it's like you know, it's almost worse to not take the three than to right. miss it. Like this is what the defense is giving you, even if you're like twenty eight percent from behind the line. Sometimes it's better than passing it into somebody who's being double teamed because your guy's not guarding you, right? Um, but he's started to make some of those corner threes that we played well against the Rockets a couple days ago, and we're playing him again tonight. So it's it's been interesting to see Russell Westbrook find his footing, and then also seeing. Uh, Austin Reeves and um, uh, Avery Bradley um, mm-hmm. get big minutes. And Carmelo Anthony. We haven't even said Carmelo Anthony, who's making and taking like the most threes he has since he was a Nick. And the Lakers are like sixth in the NBA in field, uh, three-point percentage because of Melo. He's feeling real out. good about his role on the Lakers yes. <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm real curious what like five, not five, two months from now it looks like. If, yeah. all, if all, if let's just say the big four on that team are all feeling good. Oh yeah. I've no, I mean, it all depends on like how our last five games went. Like if we're over five, things get chippy and yeah. tense. <laughs> yeah. As you see, like That's people true. are shoving each other on the bench. That's true. But then when we win, it's like, we're all a fucking big, happy family and everyone doubted us that things are going great. So as long <laughs> as we can keep playing the Rockets and the Thunder and the Cavs, I think yeah. it's going to work out for us. Yeah. Well, the West hasn't looked so hot so far. So you're in. That's good another shape. thing. Like who's 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 looking great? It's Utah and Golden State. We're not yeah. quite worried about them in the playoffs yet. Denver's looked real rocky. I will tell you who looked great last night, and then I know we ain't trying to leave, but Andre Drummond <laughs> just decided to show How? up with a 14, 15, 6, 1, and 3. <laughs> this is a player who I was so confused when he was on the Lakers because he looked like a 17 year old that was learning how to play basketball yeah 28 year old four-time all-star whatever the hell he is yep completely dominating yesterday against the blazers and it's not because of skill i can't stress that enough i watched <laughs> I didn't a watch lot the of that game, game so i have no idea like he went the ball just constantly bounced into his big drummond hands like his just mitts were all over it but when he did a spin move and tried to do a layup watching that ball miss the square on the glass is just like art it's like oh when he does plays it's chaos <laughs> but he's so what is he so good at like lally oops and no just putbacks. being there he's just there <laughs> that's like, he's really good at showing up <laughs> he's great he's yeah. rarely hurt he's available yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a perfect backup center. I don't know yeah. about him as a starting, but like for 15 to 20 minutes a game to just 
beat up on some small ball lineups. You know where he would be great, actually, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, that's a, quite enough, actually. We already have enough of our seven-footers that may or may not be good at basketball anymore. We don't need another Andre Drummond. That was a... I've already actually blocked it out entirely. I don't remember Drummond on the Lakers. Well, you can always listen back to the Buckets podcast where you were trying to convince all of us that he is the perfect fit. And, he was um, the perfect fit. He was great. I mean, we just needed a Dwight Howard type. And now we mm-hmm. have Dwight Howard, so we don't need... Who's a better Dwight Howard type than Dwight Howard? I guess you got me there, Amir. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, six to eight games in. I think uh, there was a lot to discuss, and I think we got to most of it. Can you name the one team, maybe two teams we haven't addressed yet? I can sort of scan through the schedule. Uh, I'm Orlando going Magic real quick. beat yep. your New York Knicks. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Orlando's sort of fighting for me. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are two and six. Have not talked about them for good reason. Yeah, not thought yep. about them. Yep. Kate Cunningham, sort of playing, sort of not. The Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons are as bad as everyone thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. We talked about everybody. Oh, maybe the Spurs. Spurs seem to be competitive, but ultimately losing basketball games. Like the Spurs have been for the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I will say this, Amir. This podcast is a lot more fun when basketball is on the television. Yeah, that's good. It's good to have something to talk about. Are you you coming back to FanDuel, or are you still dipping your toes in occasionally? Are you a little intimidated? I used to um, listen to podcasts and try and learn who I should be playing uh, over the course of the night. Don't really have time for that right now. So yeah. I'm putting in a lot of rosters that are scoring me about 240 points. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm that guy in the group right now. <laughs> yeah. I used to used dominate to be... guys like this, and now yes. I am them. So yeah, karma it... has come back for me, and that's fine. <laughs> it's true. I've played a few times and not quite gotten in the money yet. And that's hard to do when it's uh, two of five people winning. Yeah, uh, and like three of those bad. five people always have listened to the podcast yeah. and gone on Twitter and figured out who's the best place of the night. I am not yeah. one of those five yeah. this season. <laughs> That's a good tip, though. Listen to podcasts that tell you who to start and sit. That, that's I should right. do that. Yes. Uh, all right, sir. Where can people listen to more of you? Uh, you guys already know, but the No Joke podcast. And uh, this week, I think we're on the HeadGum podcast together, Amir. That's right. We're coming up. I think it'll be Friday's episode. There you go. And uh, at Billy Scafuri on socials. Uh, awesome. And uh, thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back as soon as possible. Something major is going to happen. I feel it. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. Someone's coming back. Simmons for smart. You heard it here first. Who says no, people? Let us know. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. That was a HeadGum Original. <laughs>